simply syndicated towers in the United Kingdom, and from our intrepid reporters throughout the United States, comes all the movie news that's fit to listen to. This is Simply Syndicated Movie News. Um, welcome to Movie News. Um, we're, we're looking, scouring, doing the Movie News thing. As it were. Dredging, is it, if you may, if I may. Oops. Well, do you, know, do you know what, though? <laughs> we we uh, Something happened today, uh, and who was it sent it over to us in Slack? Was it Shane? It was Shane. Um, we, I we, saw he posted something. I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah, we have a, we have a Deadpool 2 tre- teaser. Oh. Yeah, that was actually on the front of the Wolverine, of the Logan movie. All right, okay. I was saving that for when we did the what we watched, but yeah, that's on the uh, instead of a uh, it's okay instead of a uh, uh, after credit scene they had a before credit scene basically that was the beginning that was the first thing we watched was this this uh, this <laughs> clip from Deadpool and it, it has you know the clip and then right after that it says Deadpool coming not soon enough <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfectly true I would have put it on right there and then if it, there are so many movies where they show me a trailer right? all right i'll watch that and they go and it's coming next summer you're like oh just uh. i'd have i'd have watched it now if you just just make the fucking movie um but there's probably reasons why they don't do that it, do you know what i'm gonna call it as well this wasn't a teaser as such because there's no way that's footage from the movie that was all shot for what it was oh it had to have been done just for the trailer yeah, yeah. um it's how, just, lo- how long is it is it just like a minute or two? Well, yeah. It's pretty All short, right. yeah. I, I'm going to go watch it. It's hilarious. It is. You'll find it on YouTube. See you in a minute. Um, it, it is kind of just them saying, look, we, we have here's more Deadpool stuff we haven't forgotten. Or something like that. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Look, I, I don't want to do it down. I enjoyed it immensely, and I'm very excited for the next Deadpool movie. I'm very glad they did it. And yet another opportunity for Ryan Reynolds to have a go at Hugh Jackman. And I love that that happens as well. Mm-hmm. In in fact, you know, just watching Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman go at it on Twitter makes the world a much more magical place. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that they do that. What was it when they put the, the Logan poster out and Ryan Reynolds is like, that's my hand holding Logan's. And stuff like that. <laughs> a little tiny ant, yeah. <sighs> so well, I mean, again, I remember the Deadpool movie is partially in existence because of Hugh Jackman. I mean, that was not made up. That is true. I didn't. What? what uh, please tell me. Explain. I didn't know Hugh Jackman had anything to do with it. He basically went to Fox and said, there needs to be a Deadpool movie. And he also stressed, oh, she just finished there you it. Go. He's in a phone booth. <laughs> and the music. And the music. And then the music right after that is, is yeah. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> this might be a new thing. Reaction podcasts. Oh my God, he's naked. Just, just listening yeah. to somebody. <laughs> it's big on YouTube, isn't it? <laughs> has anyone? No one has ever done the audible form. 
it's probably not quite as good. <laughs> no. This is this is reminding me of the Muppet Show album when Ozzy Bear <laughs> wants to do a routine of uh, funny faces and stuff, and it's like it's a but it's a record. You yeah, can't, you can't do that. But they couldn't hear my ears wiggle. <laughs> ah, and then Gonzo eats a rubber tire to the music of Flight of the Bumblebee. It's a great oh, album. That's right. Yeah, I have that album. Yes. You have that yes. album. My God. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> It was I, my dad got it for me when I was little, and I'd listen to it all the time. But uh, I've never met anyone else who knew that. That's good. He must be near the end now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> this is so odd. listening to somebody laughing, and you know what they're laughing at because you've seen it. But you know, yeah, we're not watching it together, everyone. But you figured that out. I think it'll be back any second, probably. It's actually, it was much longer than I thought as well. Traditionally, teasers are like, you know, some of them, it we, we wouldn't even have had Deadpool in it. You know, they got him in. There was makeup done. That was a full on shoot. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's not, it's more than a teaser, I think. Must have finished by now. <laughs> Clearly not, though. <laughs> this is such a weird thing to be listening to. <clears throat> I kind of don't want to talk over him or anything. I'm assuming he can't hear me. You know. <laughs> Obviously he likes it. <laughs> yes, clearly. Clearly. He'd be we know he's lying if he comes back and says that that was no good. It's all that text. <laughs> uh, all that all the flip yeah, you, it, it, don't even bother. Uh, you'd have okay. to like pause it to read it all and it's so I tiny. All right, that was fucking hilarious. And yeah, that is definitely not part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now you want to see Deadpool too. Kind well, of, I always wanted to see Deadpool. Well, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I wanted to see that. I, so just get on with it. Stop waste all those days you spent making that teaser trailer when you could have been just making the movie. Make make the movie. Just, you know, get on with it. Well, just re remember how Deadpool 1 got greenlit. It was because they did that, that quote-unquote test footage and released it to the internet, mm -hmm. and the internet went insane. And they went, oh, I guess folks will watch this. So, why not? Hell yeah, we'll watch it and make it an mm -hmm. 18 certificate again. Thank you. My mom didn't it like be. it. I've mentioned that before. She didn't like it. No. Dad liked it, though. Mm. Have you seen the ad going around Facebook about Logan? That's like, folks, this is not for your kids. Don't. Oh, it's not. No, it isn't. It is, it, it is very, very, very R. <laughs> so like, by the by. Thumb, thumbs up? Very much so. Okay, cool. I don't know if this is movie news, but Natalie Portman's just had a baby. There. Yeah, she couldn't go to the Oscars because she was like yeah. about to pop. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> there there was uh, a, a video. Uh, I, I, did uh, Jimmy Fallon host the Oscars this year? No, 
No, it was. Uh, was it the other one? I don't know the difference Jimmy, between Jimmy Kim, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh Kimmel, Oscars. Kimmel. Okay, but he had he had an, an Oscar version of of stars reading mean tweets about yeah, themselves, and yeah, one of them was, was Natalie Portman, and it was like a, a you know a shot from her shoulders up, and she read it something like uh, Natalie Portman looks like that she would order just like a leaf of lettuce if you took her out to dinner, and it you know pulls back and she's like hugely pregnant. And she mm. just goes, no way. <laughs> <laughs> She's remarkably clever, Natalie Portman, apparently, isn't mm. she? She went to... Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Have you seen that? You remember that uh, that SNL uh, song? Well, she was uh, rapping? About her, about her. What, the one what, she yeah, was where, rapping dude... to? Where she was like F-bombing every yeah. other word? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the video that went crazy on youtube and kind of pulled snl back out of a are we going to cancel snl kind of area oh really yeah like it was absolutely dead as a show and and close to just being shut down because no one was watching it and it was that was it lazy sunday i I think that's what it was called um it was that video that well no it was about natalie portman just like kicking everybody's ass and and Doing all kinds of cocaine and stuff, and and uh, like one does on a lazy Sunday. Oh, okay. oh well, hey. Um, <laughs> oh no, no, Bye. no, lazy Sunday. That's that's. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Andy Samberg. Well, oh, okay. yeah. but yeah, the Lonely Island guys. Okay, yeah. Who <laughs> I do not find funny, funny whatsoever at all. I just I don't get it. Oh well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so can you give us a, a, a spoiler free Logan rundown at all? I, I thought we were going to wait until stuff we've seen. Yeah, wait, wait, I, I wait, was wait, waiting. Oh, wait. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, what, what's the, the okay. The, the guy from the IT crowd, the Irish dude, what's his name? Uh, Dylan. No, Dermot, Dermot. Um, hang on. Oh, shit. Chris O'Dowd. Sorry. Okay. It just wouldn't come. I knew his name. It just wouldn't come. <laughs> I, I figured you guys did, so I didn't... I figured you'd know it. My kid is watching a, a new show, or at least new to her, called Excuse Puffin me. Rock. Right. Uh, which is... It's an, an, an adorable uh, Netflix original uh, cartoon about puffins on an island somewhere on Puffin Island. And they're all Irish. They all have these amazing accents, but he is the narrator and it's creepy as fuck. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Only to me. Cause I've watched the it crowd, you know, anyone else, you know, I'm sure it's just, you know, an, another adorable Irish accent, but I'm like, you don't want this man anywhere near children. <laughs> See, and, and mm. puffins don't have Irish accents. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Puffins aren't even from Ireland. They live up north here. Yeah. We go in Northumberland. That's where the puffins are. They sound like Geordies. <laughs> not, not Irish people. I, I don't know. I might just be really ignorant and there might be Irish puffins. I, I don't know. <laughs> but I know that they mostly live in Northumberland because I've been and seen the puffins. I've got pictures of them I put on Facebook and everything. <laughs> you go out, it's but fucking it's like- freezing. Sorry, it, it is such a such a a traditionally uh, British 
kind of children's show format, uh, you know, kind of like Pokeyo or, or uh, um, you know, anything where you've got like the disembodied narrator voice that's usually Stephen Fry. Um, and then the thing's happening and the narrator's just sort of talking about it. And it's like, you know, oh, look, the little pufflings are doing this and doing that. And it's, <laughs> it's absolutely adorable, except it's his voice. And it freaks me the fuck out every time she watches it. Have you ever seen The Wombles? No. Heard of them, never seen them. Right, okay. Okay. Um, We've seen The Wiggles. No, not The Wiggles. They're Australian, though. Yeah, it's not that. The Wombles, they live on Wimbledon Common. And they of course. Uh, they f- pick up rubbish. But no, if you don't know them. Because I'm just thinking, you've made me realize, yeah, so many of our kids' TV shows are like that. With the, the narrator just saying what's happening and it's very different to American TV shows. And I'm actually now realizing all of the TV shows of my youth were pretty much like that. Uh, <laughs> the, the Wombles being one. Our, our guy that narrated a lot was Bernard Cribbins, who you'd know as Donna Noble's granddad from Doctor Who. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, he's been in show business since before <clears throat> my parents were born. And... Pro- that might be a bit long, but if, if gosh, <laughs> do you know what? It might not be. Um, but he he's certainly been in show business all my life. And when I was when I was a toddler, it was him that did all the voiceovers for uh, a lot of children's TV shows. The Wombles being one of them. And it just came to mind because I could tell you who he was, and you, as you both did. Ah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. You see, so sorry, <laughs> but no Wombles in America. That's that's strange. Nope. Of all the things we send over, Button Moon. Did we, you ever get Button Moon? No. Nope. No. Nope. We got Wallace and Gromit. That's not um, a kids thing. That's just a. That's a beyond drugs thing. Kind of like shouldn't Mark Croft <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> well. I think there are you know Wallace and Gromit based kids series now, but that started out as just Shaun a, the Sheep. Yeah, I've never actually yeah. seen that at all it's you know the teletubbies is british too so we got that oh yeah that's sorry about that scary sorry about that everyone yeah Yeah. if sean the sheep isn't too bad sharon used to watch the shit out of that and until once she started talking she started losing interest in the shows that had like like sean the sheep and uh um who's the fucking penguin Pingu. Uh, uh, Pingu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, you know, I'm surprised that, that she hasn't burned holes in those DVDs because um, we used to, you know, they used to be on constant rotation. I, you know, here's how bad it, it was with Pingu. There's no words in that show, but if I'm in the other room, I know exactly what episode she's watching. <laughs> Brilliant. That's the genius of TV. But once she started that, talking. She just lost yeah. interest. Oh, they're, in it. they're great. Yeah, she now that she can actually speak. Now she's watching. Did I talk about the Ladybug show last time? Mm, no. No, I don't remember that. There, there's a French, uh, a French. It's kind of like a French anime, and it's called the Miraculous Ladybug. And while I don't particularly care for it because a lot of it is really soap opera. Um, it's, it's aimed at kind of young teens and, and older, older prepubescent girls, I guess. I don't know how you put it. Um, the idea is you've got these teenagers that live in, in Paris and they have one of them, 
the, the, the main girl, Ladybug, her, her, her secret identity name or her real identity is um, uh, Marinette. And she has a ring. No, she has a, a, a yo-yo, I think. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's earrings. Um, anyway, they have the, a, a miraculous is what it's called. And it's a thing that turns them into a superhero. And she becomes the miraculous Ladybug. And the guy she has a crush on in school has a ring that turns him into Cat Noir. And the cool thing about this show, and the thing that I think is, is hilarious and is, is brilliant, <coughs> is that in quote-unquote real life, Marinette has a crush on whatever the dude's name is, I forget. But when they're superheroes, Cat Noir has a crush on Ladybug. And it's like, they don't know who each other are in reality. So like when they're just being teenagers, she's all, you know, moon eyes and gaga for, for him and he doesn't know she exists. But when they're superheroes, he's all moon eyes and gaga for Ladybug and she doesn't, she just kind of tells him to fuck off and, and, and it, it's brilliant. Um, and it's great because uh, when they become superheroes, yes, they're, they're in, you know, skin tight outfits or whatever but they don't like hyper and this is bizarre i think coming from the french because you'd think if anyone would do this it would be the french but they're not hypersexualized at all they just look like themselves wearing you know a lady a ladybug toned leotard or just a you know black cat sort of thing um so it's it's innocent and and just a lot of fun sounds weird it is it is but you know, what do you want? It, it, whenever they like transform, it's like, uh, you know, if you've ever seen Sailor Moon or any other anime where, where like the main characters transform, they do all the like Sailor Moon type poses and stuff, but there's no upskirt panty shots or any other that perverted stuff. <laughs> it's gotta love the Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> See, I want to know what kids shows made it over there now. Did you ever, you, did you ever get Finger Mouse? No, no we got mouse. Danger Mouse. No, no, very different. Very different. Ah. Finger Mouse was made of cardboard and on somebody's finger. And the whole show was was basically the adventure an, an adventure for Finger Mouse. Uh told uh sort of the the you would see human hands in the imagine just a still frame of a tabletop. And the whole story is being performed by somebody with finger puppets made out of cardboard. Really? Yeah. That would not fly over here. This was this was very this is very old. This isn't like current stuff. I've I've gone back to like the really basic late seventies, early eighties stuff. Um when we were getting a lot of narrated things and Finger Mouse is one because obviously Finger Mouse can't talk. Uh, so you know. <laughs> Postman Pat, I'm you must have gotten of... Postman Pat. Nope. Oh Fireman Sam. Nope. No, no. Any series where there's a, a job followed by a person's name doing that job. Oh. we've got Bob the Builder, which I believe started with you all. But the, yeah, that was uh, us. and that was us, the I think. for the longest time it was dubbed over into American accents. But now, uh, like the Bob the Builder that's playing now, Bob is still has an American accent, but like everybody else is is English. They replaced mm. Neil Morrissey as Bob the Builder. Oh yeah. my god! I'm stunned. Oh my god! Mm. Well, this is we the country that decided that that 
Mel Gibson's voice wasn't good enough for freaking Mad Max. Mad Max, and they dubbed over everybody <laughs> so. in the film. It was so bad. I was like, when because I, I saw the dubbed Mad Max, and then I saw the second one, right? Uh, Road Warrior, and I was yeah. like, what, what, what? They were American in this film, and suddenly they're Australian in this film. <laughs> I, I, these are linked. How? Besides that, both have Mel Gibson in, it, in a leather jacket. Well, I don't. What he he did dub himself for Mad Max because he's you know I know but it's still for going from American <laughs> accents to Australian accents threw me off because I watched them back to back the first time oh okay yeah see so I saw I the Road Warrior when it came out I hadn't seen Mad Max so it, I oh, didn't okay. have that well that I had seen Road Warrior and then I wanted to see them together because I knew that they were linked and the only copy I could get at the time was a dub copy I have uh, since gone back and watched the original with the original voices in it much better granted see i haven't i haven't done that i need to it's not aged well obviously because miller had such a tiny budget for the first one (laughs) 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 poor guy but uh yeah no button moon we we, we did get uh we did get uh uh, let's see what was another british show that we got we didn't get patty bear we did get that Okay, okay, that's something. What about Bagpuss? Did you get Bagpuss? No. 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 See, it's with this kind there of thing. There was one, if you and I'm trying to remember the... If you aren't sort of cheering immediately, as I remind you of it, then you you didn't get it. There's no halfway with Bagpuss. You know, it's... Well, sorry, I'm what... trying to remember the name of a show. There was, a, there was one with this dog that it was like... I can't remember anything about it. I just remember it was it was if someone had taken like a whole lot of downers and then done a kid show. It's like this dog was so mellow it was barely alive and I can't remember what it was. Oh now that sounds familiar. Won't have been Sebastian the Incredible Drawing Dog. No. no. He was a dog who could draw. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And then there was uh, we also got the Simon who can do drawings. We got that. Well, that one. was that was that was uh Mike Myers though. Well, no, no, there was an actual show. It was an actual like hand-drawn show with British people doing the voices and yeah, it was real. He based that on a real cartoon. Really? Yeah. Okay. That was so a British what, cartoon. What, what cartoon? Simon Simon and he could he could he would draw things he, he would always draw with crayons and he would make the people and interact with them they came to life when he drew them and his name was simon <laughs> i am trying the is it <laughs> that is ringing the fate bell now real... simon yeah. in the land of chalk mm-hmm. yes from yes. 1974 yes we watched that over here british animated series i have never seen that before in my entire life so yes, Mike Myers actually based you know that what, on actual okay. cartoon. <laughs> Do you want to hazard a guess at who narrated Simon in the Land of Chalk? Stephen Fry. Bernard Cribbins from Doctor Who oh. and the Wombles. <laughs> there you go. I'm serious. He he okay. he narrated everything of that period. Just kind of like Attenborough narrates everything now. Oh no! You see, David Attenborough does the the nature documentaries and always has done since there have been nature documentaries. <laughs> And that's not an exaggeration because A, he's that old and B, has been at the BBC for that long and the BBC is also that old. 
So mm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's literally one of the first people doing nature documentaries and has just always done them. And now the British people are are scared to death of what will happen if, <laughs> when he passes when he dies. Oh, now well, it, we say know, that about Morgan Freeman too. It's like, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I'll get, you know, it will be you know, but there are still films and stuff without Morgan Freeman, without David Attenborough. I, I don't know that there are any other that there's any nature documentary chance ever again. No one people have tried, right? People have come along over the years and tried to do nature documentaries on British television and all have failed because they aren't David Attenborough. It's it's just ridiculous. The, the well, that's r- like there hasn't been a decent undersea documentary since Jacques Cousteau died. Exactly. That's true. That's true. So because I was looking, I love undersea documentaries, but to either to hear one narrated, e- not narrated by either Rod Serling or Jacques Cousteau himself, would just be wrong. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Yeah. Bernard Cribbins, by the way, just looking at his IMDb, actor since the age of fourteen. And was born in the year 1928. So, Thank you. Exactly. So he's, he's up there. <laughs> he's he's up there. He's he's put his time in and done very well. He's almost he's almost 90. My gosh. Carry on <laughs> films like Carry On Jack, Carry On Spying. Carry On Jack is, is not a terrible one. Is he the guy that was recently in the hospital? Because I know that uh, Jenny Goodfellow was was posting about some dude that's like big over there that I'd never heard of. Might, that went into the hospital. That might be Bruce Forsyth, who was in a hospital this week. I was he saw, in, in Dad's whatever's? Dad's Army? No. Yeah? No. Oh. Uh, Bruce Forsyth is primarily a presenter of game shows. Since mm-hmm. there were game shows. Kind of like <laughs> he's the David Attenborough of game shows. <laughs> basically. <laughs> The British Wink Martindale. Although, strangely oh, enough, he, he was in yeah. the, the Disney live-action classic Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Love oh, him, 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 him. I love that movie. He, that too. Oh, yeah, no, not that guy. Not now, that guy. now, well, the scene, that's not, that's David Tomlinson, who's the main no, guy. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also in Mary Poppins. No, you're talking about the other, yeah. Oh. Well, uh, but, yeah, because the other guy was Colonel Crittenden and Hogan's here. After after the Portobello Road scene, when they get taken to see the bookman who mm-hmm. has the other half of the book, the thug yeah. that has the knife in the street, that's Bruce yeah. Forsyth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I recognize it. Yeah. yeah. So he's presented basically every game show uh, since 1930-whatever. I don't know. That's probably far too long. Um, <laughs> any that weren't presented by Bob Monkhouse, but that's now we're getting into that's something else. Um but he was in. He, I think I saw he was in hospital. I don't know. He's very old. He's, uh, just as an aside, Wink Martindale and Dick Van Dyke look very much alike. You never noticed that? What? <laughs> okay. How old is Dick Van Dyke? Put nowadays? them side by side. Seriously, put them side by side. They look very. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> and I realize this is mostly my fault, but let's talk about movies, shall we? Yeah. That's- Okay, uh, have you heard the controversy over the new Beauty and the Beast show? Which bit? I mean, which bit? <laughs> come on. Okay, so they, they've, uh, they've announced, well, first off, yeah, the controversy. Oh, my God, they're doing a live action. No. Um, there's been you mean a Emma little Watson's bit of... semi-nude photo shoot? No. Oh. That, no. The, there is supposedly 
uh, uh, some people who are upset that, uh, okay, they, it was recently announced this week that the character of LeFou, who is basically Gaston Psychic, the little guy, in this movie is going to be openly gay. Okay. Which you kind of thought he was in the animated one anyway. But <laughs> Yeah, this this some people are gonna lose their shit over that. They already have. There's yeah. already a theater in Alabama, gee, Alabama, who decided they're not to show the film. <laughs> <laughs> they now refuse to watch, show the film because there's a gay character in it. Gotta love America. Yeah. Um yeah, so some people are up in arms over it. Because um, it, it gives I, the gay to your kids. That's what, if you watch the film, it gives <laughs> the gay to your kids. And you, you don't want them getting the gay. So uh, best to avoid it, really. Well done, Alabama. But, yeah, well done. They haven't outright said, oh, gosh, he's going to kiss another guy or anything in the film. They're just going to have him be, you know, the flamboyant gay guy. You'll, you'll let, oh, that's the first time that's ever been in a Disney yeah. cartoon. <laughs> you'll, you'll let your kid go home and watch the fucking Simpsons, though, won't you? You'll let them mm. go home and watch and watch Smithers fawn over Mr. Burns in exactly the same way. I mean, God, if you want to complain uh, about this in any way, just try Simpsons did it because you've been watching it for nearly 30 years already without much of a. I'm guessing the Simpsons is shown in, in Alabama. Oh, I'm sure they are. I, I, well, I would imagine somewhere over the last three decades they've seen an episode or two. So uh, shut the fuck up, you whining little pussy. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are some people who are upset over it. I'm like, what decade are we in? I mean, seriously. Um, you know what? If you don't, just don't see the fucking movie. And if you kids want you to take, do you know what? I'd, I've been ranting about this this afternoon as well. Um, cause Alison's had this show on from a BBC show, kind of a, let's find out what uh, these families are wasting money on and we'll save them enough money over the year to go to Disneyland or something kind of shows that you've probably got them over there. And, uh, oh no, I've lost my train of thought. Well, I mean, the, sorry. You oh, gotta remember, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's okay, but just you got to remember that they had a lesbian couple in Finding Dory. Granted, it they were on screen for like a half a second, unfortunately. But there is a lesbian couple in Finding Dory. People, if you didn't lose your shit over that, I don't. I doubt you're going to lose your shit over <laughs> being gay. I, I, whatever, people, just it. <clears throat> okay, can I can I give a very jaded <laughs> opinion on this? Okay. And, you know, I, I am the host of a show about LGBT issues and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm generally try to be sensitive about shit like this. If this isn't just Disney trying to get fucking press, because if they had said nothing, uh, and just let the character be there and let the, the, the gay community identify with him. It, it no one would be complaining no one would say anything no one would notice this is all classic part of the hidden democratic agenda right they want to give the gay to your kids obama wants to make your kids gay hillary want to make your kids gay and they they want them to be gay so they're weak so that they can take over and take those guns off them and just take control of the entire nation that's that's what it is 
and it's Rich, it, you're watching too much of our politics and it, it, it doesn't happen right away but you have to go out it's right it's when you mix right the movie on itself is all right but it's the chemtrails right and you, you put those over the city and people go and see the movie they come out they breathe in the chemicals gives them the gay that's that's what happens oh <laughs> uh well so far the director has said that it's that he just made an offhand comment okay okay the director said he just made a comment and disney is the are the ones who have taken it out of proportion and everyone's going ape shit i don't uh, know disney don't have an agenda do you know what disney's agenda is Make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they make money. That's it. Dis- That's no, Disney's agenda is you'll watch our shit no matter what the fuck we put out there. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that they own Star Wars, they could definitely say that. <laughs> they don't want to give your kid you gay. They just want that kid's fucking money. That's uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy or not, I don't intend to watch well i may have to take sharon to it but i really couldn't give two shits about a live action beauty and the beast movie i've never seen the cartoon i just remember what it was i was trying to talk about earlier when i mentioned the bbc program it was about not (laughs) saying no to children that's what it was you it was about not saying no to them because they had these two little girls who had a dressing up cupboard of clothes and every fucking princess disney thing that comes out you've got to get the new princess dress and they were like well how do you tell two three-year-olds that they can't have a new princess dress you go no no (laughs) that's what you do you stupid fucking woman you say no you're not having that you've got one at home now stop crying or i'll give you something to cry about that's what am i just insane no i I tell sharon no all the time you just say no stunned when people like let their children run their lives <laughs> I, you know i am totally devoted to my daughter i my goal in life i will die happy if i give her a good life but that doesn't mean she has every fucking toy ever made you know she's got a bunch of dress-up clothes we'll replace them when they don't fit or get her something new if it's something that she doesn't have but you know she she gets mad if we throw you know when we throw away a tinkerbell suit she can't fucking squeeze into anymore that's um, that on this show as well they were three-year-olds how quick does a three-year-old grow you know how long do you own yeah. any item of clothing for a three-year-old a and you know what's the nice thing about three-year-olds if they don't see you take it away they forget it exists yeah mm-hmm. pro tip dogs are the same um <laughs> if they've got too many toys just wait till they're not looking they don't know <laughs> dogs and three-year-olds that's honestly now now the the five-year-old is finally starting to remember shit and that's getting to be tricky <laughs> yeah yeah <I> bet. <laughs> that's why you want like, the dog where, to stop at two and a half that three. i played with last two years ago uh, oh <laughs> your mom probably threw it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'd get a lot of she mileage out of, of sentences <laughs> that start with your mum probably i that's what i'd do now the only time i can i can get away with that one was daddy my private parts hurt tell your mother <laughs> there you go yeah i don't know why i don't sometimes th- this is do you know and I, I wish there was a better explanation for this 
I, I remember having so many things explained to me as a child is it's growing pains. And what I realize now as an adult is what they don't say is sometimes bits just hurt for absolutely no reason. And no one knows why. Deal with it. Sorry. But with a kid, it is that that's a better explanation than I looked the wrong way in the shower and now my back is out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I do the same. Uh, you just turn your head and suddenly yeah. pain. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm sure my head used to do that just to the left a bit. But now, no, I'm only 38. Oh, I'm going to die soon. No, you're going to wish you would yeah. die soon. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> that lucky. It's a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the gym for the first time uh, 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 three days ago for the first time in like three weeks because I like went to the gym and started working out and then got sick. And oh. then so the other day I finally felt good enough to go to the gym and I went and I'm doing what they call circuit training. And that's it's it's a section of the gym and it's all these different machines and they and once you've gone through all of the machines you've worked every major muscle group in your body and the idea is you know in, instead of like doing the bicep curls and then sitting there and cooling down and then doing some more and then cooling down and doing some, no you go from one machine 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 so you're getting the muscle workout and it's also a bit of an aerobic workout it gets your heart rate up you don't wait instead of waiting for one muscle group to cool down while you're you know while you're waiting you go to the next machine and work your triceps while you're well and you know it anyway i love it you know i have found i've always found going to the gym and exercising to be boring as shit and then i got my tablet and i could watch tv while i was on the treadmill or the elliptical and that was great but this is even better because it's like it takes about 45 minutes and you're done and mm-hmm. I went in there and I was like, all right, I better take it easy. I better go careful. And I started, started with the lat pull downs. And I was like, this doesn't hurt. I better up the weight. And I upped the weight and I was like, this still feels good. And I'm like, crank, 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 crank. And I went on and everything felt good. It's like, this is awesome. I feel fan. I'm a fucking God. And I just pumped mm-hmm. through everything and they put way more weight on than I should have. And, and I mm. left and I was like, mighty. <laughs> Two days later, I'm like a 90-year-old man, <laughs> just curled up and crumpled and everything hurts. <laughs> and my daughter's like, let's go play, daddy. I can't. <laughs> well, if I'm you will go to the gym. Die. I last went to the gym in October 2001. I worked it out. It, that must have been when it was. Um. And uh, I, I went on the machine. What is it? <sighs> you put your arm. No, that's not a description that's useful. Um, <laughs> it's one of the arm ones. You, you have your arms out to the side and bring them in. And cl- is that lats or something? So that's, uh, that's uh, pecs. That's pecs, your, your, your that one. pectoral fly. Yeah. yeah. So I sat down on this machine and you look at the weight that's on it. You think that's perhaps a bit much for me. And you lower it down a peg or two. And you try and and you can't move it, right? <laughs> Not even at all. And you keep going down and down and down until you have to take the pin out when it's just using <laughs> not any of the weight, just the weight of the bit of metal that holds the weights is the only thing you're lifting. And you struggle and struggle and get part way to one and you think, and I'm done with the gym. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh beer and, and, and a joint. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Mm. At least you have to lift the glass. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Is anyone anyone ordering a takeaway? I'm getting on that as well. Anyone? It, that was that was it. Um, 
and that will have been October 2001 because we all moved into the house in the September of that year for our second year of uni and there was a gym just down the road. So as being a house of six lads, well, well of course, I'll be going to the gym three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> no. We all went once and then never again, ever. So there. And consequently, I have no pectoral muscles. They must be there because my arms move. So there must be technically something there, but I, I can't, I can't lift much and, and try to as little as possible. Anyway, moving you. Oscars? Oscars. We, we haven't Oscars. actually talked about the Oscars, which were announced. Well, <laughs> that's not really what they do, is it? Uh, Oscar winners. Well, we My, had uh, quite a interesting Oscars this year. <laughs> somebody got uh, fired. Somebody oh, yeah. got fired. Oh yeah, because uh, okay. Um, for those who didn't watch the Oscars, which is probably not many people who listen to this podcast, but I digress. Um, they had a major snafu with the Best Picture winner, which was <laughs> somehow got they got the envelopes messed up or something. I think it was they had the Best Picture winner inside the Best Actress envelope. I think is what happened. Yeah, because because what happened? Uh, um, okay, full disclosure: I did not watch the broadcast because I couldn't give two shits about the Oscars. Because I, I love doing movies, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, everyone was pissed off at, at Warren Beatty, but he was he he was given an envelope with the wrong card inside. Mm -hmm. I I think they should just have a policy of whoever he says wins like <laughs> okay warren said la la land there there we go then you know because then no one would know just so it's you know the move the award ceremony styling it out kind of thing i fell over but i meant to you know that kind <laughs> of thing just go with it because who cares really it, it, you know it doesn't matter really well it does because and and that okay this is the reason why I stopped giving a shit about the Oscars many years ago uh, mm. because it's all about politics. It's not about talent. It's not about artistic integrity. Uh, it's all about which studio puts the most money into campaigning for their movie because being able to put Oscar winning whatever on the cover of a DVD translates into millions of dollars. It's not just about uh, you know, the, the, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences or whatever the hell it's called, uh, you know, rewarding great talent and great, uh, great achievement. It's all about how do we get more money for the marketing of our film? And once I heard about that, I just lost all faith in the whole, in the whole thing. What, you know, maybe like the best picture doc, you know, documentary short subject or, or that shit, you know. Once you get below a certain level where the money isn't there, maybe there is artistic integrity in those awards. But everything from best supporting actor up, it's all who blew who best. I wonder what the consequences would be if one were to put Oscar winning things on your DVD box when it's just bullshit, when it's made up. You get the shit suit out of you real quick. For you what? Do. For saying you had an Oscar when you didn't. 
Oscar is trademarked, copyrighted, all that stuff. That's true. Yeah. Okay. You get done for that. Well, only yep. if you. Huh. There are shitloads of lawyers looking for that stuff. Yeah, I bet there are actually. Yeah, that makes sense. Forget that idea. We'll go with something else. <laughs> so Moonlight. That's actually... why. You, that's why you just say award-winning. Yeah. Because that <laughs> is so vague. You know, I gave myself my best picture I made this year award. There you go. Award winning. There is a pub mm. down the road from here, right? That we went to for dinner once because they had a sign outside that said they'd won an award. And later we found out that that award was an award given to them by their meat supplier, who coincidentally <laughs> is a local farm that only supplies them. There you go. See? <laughs> So there you go. But so, the, bastards, we've not been back since at all. Wasn't that good? Anyway. That's like 50% less sodium. Yeah. Less sodium than what? <laughs> anyway, carry on. A piece of sodium. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the best picture was Moonlight. Haven't seen it. Don't know a thing about it. It sounds like, it, it, is it a, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a black gay man and it's told through three phases of his life that sounds like a film that i won't enjoy like oh it just sounds heavy like that's a really fucking serious film isn't it Mm -hmm. when does the best picture ever not be a serious film? no i know and they've had do you know what they've had some absolutely garbage best picture winners in crash <laughs> yeah um hang on i'm i'm actually feeling the need to search so best picture oscar winners google is running terribly slow today i've noticed the internet in general is running slow i think trump's doing something mm, maybe but uh <laughs> there's yeah there's been some stinkers don't, over don't the years. joke sorry don't oh. I, i'm i'm actually kind of not yeah academy award <laughs> for best yeah because like when argo won Argo was awful. It, it was not a best picture at all. I'd like to give you other examples, but I'm still waiting for a web page to load. And of course, uh, the recent ones see. are at the bottom. Let's see. What was uh, there was the one that the year that Goodfellas was nominated and it didn't win. I forget what won that year. Oh, that, oh that it was, was Driving Miss Daisy. Nineteen ninety four, and I, I Driving think, Miss Daisy, and they won, and I was like, "What? That's good. <laughs> what was, was wrong with boring. that? That was absolutely boring." But isn't that a prerequisite for a Best Picture? No. <laughs> see now, last year Spotlight won, and. Uh, Again, I don't think that was a best picture winner. I, I didn't have a problem with it as a movie. It was a perfectly satisfactory film. But it, it was not... A, I didn't think it was a great film. And, it, and out of that list, it's... Uh, a year further on, what stands out to me is Mad Max Fury Road and how that is by far the best film on that list. Mm-hmm. Followed closely by, I think, The Big Short. Because now I've seen them. <laughs> this is what, you know, mm-hmm. the difference. But the year before, Birdman, was that a Best Picture winner? Really? Yes. Yeah, I actually it was. It, actually, it was very so good. It was very good. No, 12 Years okay. a Slave. Oh, I didn't like that, but this isn't proving my point. So Argo won. That was shit. 
Oh, the artist won the King's Speech. That was won. actually good. The King's Speech was good. Um, See, but oh, I, don't, I just feel like while some of these films are perfectly okay films, the, the quality of thing that they join, they're not up to scratch. Right, so I've just scrolled way along in this list, and I'm now looking at the 50s. And the, the best picture winners in the 50s are things like On the Waterfront, and Bridge on the River Kwai, and Gigi, and Ben-Hur, and then you move into the 60s, and you've got The Apartment, and West Side Story, and Lawrence of Arabia, and The Sound of Music, and mm-hmm. In the Heat of the Night, Oliver, Midnight Cowboy. These are proper fucking movies. And I just... And this was before the Oscars was a big moneymaker. Well, mm-hmm. I suppose so. The French Although, Connection, The Godfather, have The you, Sting. Have you oh, watched God. Ben-Hur? Yeah, yes. it's a slog, isn't it? It's Boring yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> I've it's difficult. Um, but then oh, you want to talk about a boring film that won Best Picture? Gandhi. Gandhi is. You have to be really fucking stoned, but you can, <laughs> but you can enjoy Gandhi. You can do that. And I, but just looking at this list, you know, Kramer versus Kramer, Chariots of Fire, Gandhi, Amadeus. Platoon. That was a good oh, movie. I know. hate that movie. I hate Amadeus so much. <clears throat> really? Oh, you're on your own there. I do. Uh, I never. Uh, it just basically showed him as such a. De- it just showed him as such a deplorable character. He was an arsehole. He really was an arsehole, though. It's, he was the first rock star. <laughs> it's okay. I like it more that he was an arsehole because I think I think he's to this day the greatest musical genius that the human race has ever produced. And, uh, and what, ha- what happened to Tom Hiddleston? At, or Tom Hiddleston? Wait, is that who no. played Tom? It was uh, Tom Holtz. Who played Holtz. Okay, after Parenthood, I have not seen him in anything. He did the voice of Quasimodo in Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and that was mm-hmm. the last time I saw him in anything. I d- and hey, it got it got F. Murray Abraham into a Star Trek movie. Exactly. <laughs> oh God, that awful <laughs> piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> So I just, as I as I look down the list, I just don't feel the spotlight belongs next to Godfather Two. You know, I, I just don't, and and they're picking from the the list of what they've got to work from. I get that, but Spotlight is not a comparable film, not not on any way, not in any way. And I don't see. I don't know what I'd have picked this year. I certainly wouldn't have picked Arrival. Deadpool, uh, or was that last year? That Deadpool was not nominated for best picture at well, the Oscars. I know. It was nominated for best comedy at the Golden Globe, so See, oh, last didn't win. Year. But yeah, um, so that was. So have have any of y'all seen Moonlight? No, no. Okay, so what else? Um, there's a great video that uh, Stephen Cogswell actually posted on uh, on Facebook. Uh, where they show it, it's a list of every visual effects winner since they started giving that Oscar out. That's pretty I, cool. I've se- I think I've seen that. Yeah. And it went up all the way up through a couple years ago. Well, it went up to, it, it's updated up till last year. So, oh, yeah, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, Zap, movies like, yeah. uh, um, I'm pretty uh, sure 2000, no. 2001 was on that. Two, list. 2001 was on there. Uh, when worlds collide, um oh frack. I'm I'm losing a lot of these 
I had them in my head until I started wanting to say them. Um, you know, it, it's really cool if you watch it because it all changes in 1977. Funny well, of course, because Star like, Wars. Yeah. yeah, because like <laughs> Star or uh, Logan's Run oh, won that's true. Yeah. in 1976. Yeah, and then Star Wars came out, which was totally like apples and oranges compared to yeah. Logan's Run. Oh, God, what was... I'm trying to think of really any special effects in Logan's Run, let alone the any... City. The city it was, was all miniatures. It was a little fucking model with a little model train. <laughs> But at the time, that was that was the shit. <laughs> I I just don't think that you should win an Oscar for something I really could do, given enough time <laughs> and money at the model shop. I I mean, come on. Oh, um, Mighty Joe Young was a winner, but King Kong wasn't, which which was bizarre. Well, the the Oscars um, are, are littered with things like that, uh, unless maybe Kong predated. The, the visual effects it I, did. That, that may, may be it the, did. The, they, they didn't have yeah. a visual effects award way back when but um yeah yeah and uh, actually the best effects winner this year which i accept i accept it was not dr strange it was the jungle book okay i didn't see it so i can't say but yeah uh, they did actually did a really good job on the animal so i will accept that <laughs> yeah um the one, the one I, one I did see was, you know, I've been talking about the O.J. Simpson documentary thing that we watched. That was the one that won the Oscar. Yep, the, it won the best, best documentary. long form documentary. Yeah, I mean, mm. God, it was long form, but <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I wish somebody to make a documentary about me that length one day. But it was good. It, it keeps murder two people and get away with it. They will. Okay. Mm. <laughs> and that Horribly was the day Richard's life changed for the worse. <laughs> I, I, I expect 10% of the movie rights for that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I'm scrolling through the, the uh, best winners. I'm like, wow. Jaws was actually nominated for Best Picture, did not win. I didn't Took know that. Spielberg years to get one. Yes, Schindler's yeah. List. Yeah. Which was a good film. That was actually, but well it was deserved. it was his serious film, wasn't it? I He'd mean, done other serious films. It was just the first one oh, that come on though. Was that's like not like, sci-fi-ish. <laughs> if, if you want a serious fucking movie, that's like rolls up his sleeves. All right, I'll give you a fucking serious movie. Come on, man. <laughs> well, if, if you look at a lot of the best picture winners or and or movies that were nominated, a lot of them were based on real events. You notice that? Yeah, yeah. It's easier to hit that emotional yeah, Return of chord, the King isn't was, it? Uh, well, Return of the King was a, one of the, I think it was it's the only fantasy film ever to win. And that's kind of one of those like you, the, the Return of the King did not deserve a best picture Oscar, but The Lord of the Rings did. And that, well, that was that was the whole point. They, yeah. they, the they point. waited they until the third of, one came out. Yeah, they were kind of sort of saying, yeah, the whole trilogy, but they're separated. Yeah, basically. Yeah. See, if Lord of the Rings had not been up for an Oscar that year, I bet you that either Mystic River or Master and Commander would have won. I liked Master and Commander. I remember that I enjoyed watching it while I was watching it, but I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. But I know I've seen it because we we movies you should see it. Mm. Yeah. I turned that into a verb. 
Um, <laughs> Russell so Crowe and Paul Bettany made a great team. It's a shame they never they never did that again. Well, the the unfortunately, since it got overshadowed by Lord of the Rings at, for pretty much every award that year. And I still remember distinctly that the foreign language films they went, we are so glad that Lord of the Rings was not in this category. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it had Elvish in it, you know. Um, oh, uh, utterly unrelated. But Jen, have you seen that the Rogue One, how it should have ended is out? Yeah, I, I saw. It was, okay. pretty, it was pretty good. I think that was the best one they've done in a while. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Um, I don't know how it did end yet, so I won't. Yeah, oh, you haven't seen Rogue One yet? No. Okay. Oh, that's, I guess, yeah. Don't know when it's out. I mean, I'll, I'll be very interested in your opinion of it because it's, it's, uh, I'll be interested in your opinion on it. <laughs> I feel like it's April it's out to buy because I think some of the video play websites have been trying to get me to pre-order it for some reason. Could be. Could As be. a slight disclaimer, folks, don't pre-order digital downloads. You have no reason to do that. Just yeah, wait till you're ready to get it and then get it. It's it. The the switch was the first thing I've pre-ordered, maybe ever. And that's because you did that or you didn't get one. So fine, but a fucking download? Are you kidding me? Anyway, <laughs> uh, 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 the Force Awakens was the first DVD or Blu-ray I ever pre-ordered. But that was because it was a physical thing and we could get it without having to like go away and get it and stuff. And we did pre-order the Harry Potter books. The later Harry Potter books. My wife and I hmm. pre-ordered. Okay. So we get okay. right All right. I'm looking at what was nominated the same year as Argo. All right. So we had Zero Dark Thirty, which was the one about hunting down Osama Bin Laden. The Silver, the Silver Linings Playbook, which I think probably should have won. Or... Yep. Uh, that was the one that uh, Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress for. Oh, um, okay. I like Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, which mm, also heard was won. dreadful. Mm. Oh, okay. That was another one of Spielberg's serious films. It was. Uh, Life of Pi. I still have yet to have any compelling reason to watch that. It's I, beautiful to look at. Let me say. <laughs> the story's actually not bad. It. it but it's all in his head. That's the only thing you have to keep in mind. I bought the book because I hear I heard Alison talked about the book since I met her actually uh, years before <laughs> the film came out. And when the film came out, Amazon was selling the the Kindle book for something like twenty p. So it was okay, fine. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll just get that, stick it in the library, and one day I might read it. Um, and to this day, not yet. But yeah. <laughs> you never know. Eventually, uh, the Les Miserables movie, yeah, uh, uh. which is really, yeah. yeah, that was nominated for best picture. I mean, I saw it and it was, I, I didn't regret seeing it, but it certainly wasn't good enough. To oh, I've seen it on, I've seen it on stage twice. Uh, so oh yeah. I so have like, I, I love the play, but I thought the movie was like, eh, all right. I would go yeah. as far as to say it's the, the play slash musical I would least like to see. Well, it's depressing. I mean, the, uh, of, right there in the title, The Miserable yeah, Times. Of, of <laughs> all of the ones available to see that mankind has ever created, I least want to see that one, I think. Okay, okay, Rich, you know that I don't do miserable. I don't do unhappy. I don't do sad movies on purpose. Yeah. The play, Les Mis, 
is actually, if it's a good production of it, is amazing. Mm. Well, and also, you, yeah, okay. See, I'm also I'm, go, go ahead. Okay, as a theater professional, this is the great conundrum of my life. I hate watching plays. Mm-hmm. I don't like being in an audience. I don't like watching other people's work. I like doing plays. I like making theater. I don't particularly like watching it unless it's really good. I've seen Les Mis on Broadway and I've seen it on the West End and both times it blew me away. Um, it's, I, I know it sounds like it's a, it's a, a you know, <laughs> a miserable experience, uh. but it's an, it's an amazing show. If it you is. ever get a chance to see a fully professional production of Les Mis, I, y- you should. What, what's that and one with the witch in? Wicked. I'd like to see yeah, that Wicked one. Wicked is also very good. I've seen it once. <laughs> and the, the, I actually rather enjoyed it. It's not the book, though. It's very removed from the book. And the, the Mormon one. I'd like to see oh, that Oh, the one. Book of Mormon. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm like you. I have been in musical theatre and always loved every frigging second of it. Like, all of it. I never got bored rehearsing over and over again. I just enjoyed the whole experience and would do it again. But I don't care to go to West End musicals. You know? Huh. We we have a like you guys have Broadway. We have the West End in London. It's, yeah, it's not on our doorstep, but it's accessible. If we decided we wanted to see musicals, we could, uh, but we don't want to. I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think it's because we know yeah, we're not no. getting the original thing as well. I feel like you're getting that's, but that's the weird thing with theater, isn't it? You're not. There getting, is no original thing. Yeah. No, that's true. Because uh, even when they say the original Broadway cast, you know, like okay, um, I, I actually also have been in musical theater and plays, uh, so we're all in agreement here. I, I, but I also I like to watch them if it's if it's uh, plays. I'm kind of fifty fifty on musicals. I love to watch, but I'm better uh, with I'm better with plays. I'm, Weird, I'm me too. Mu- yeah, I'm much happier watching plays than musicals. Uh, do you know? I think with musicals, it's got to have songs you like, and again, that's where Les Miserables falls down for me <laughs> because I don't like a single song in that entire production. I've heard oh, the music it, yeah. because it's 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 out there to be heard. Whatever you know, you can't help but hear some of it, and I I don't like it at all. So I'm it, not it, interested. It works in- much better. It works much better in the context right. uh, of mm. the show. Um, so I, I think that's why musicals have to work harder for you to like them. I guess, I guess. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm totally with you. I, I just, I think that if you, if you had a chance to see Les Mis and, uh, you know, a good production of it, 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 it might change your mind, but I'm certainly not going to say go out and spend 80 quid a piece on tickets for the next tour of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. I just like that, that with the movie, they decided to just plop the microphone right above them and just have them sing right yeah. there on screen. That was That cool. was impressive. And if Russell Crowe could sing, it would have been a great movie. <laughs> I know. And well, the problem is... Shh, shh, he might oh, hear okay. you. He might hear you. <laughs> well, see, that's we- the thing. Every time that I've seen Les Mis on stage, the person playing Javert was amazing. Because yeah. they have to be. It's such an emotional part. Then comes Russell Crowe. 
That was just a disaster. That was awful. And unfortunately, everybody else was great. Anne Hathaway was amazing. Well, she won the Oscar, gosh sakes. But, uh, well, okay, but people need to realize that the part of Valjean is for a tenor. It's for a tenor singer. Hugh Jackman is a baritone. (laughs) He still did all right. (laughs) He was struggling on some of the really high notes. What I really like is that you got the original actor who played Javert on stage to play the priest at the beginning. (laughs) Oh, but, um, okay. The other stuff that was nominated, Beasts of the Southern Wild. I have no clue what that was. Amour which was the French film about the older couple and she had Alzheimer's. Um, now, are uh, we still talking about this year's Oscars? Or, no, this or? was t- t- the same year that Argo was nominated. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then Django Unchained, which is Django Unchained. By the way, as long as we're mentioning a Tarantino film. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I know I promised I would watch Inglorious Bastards. Oh, uh. I have tried to find it, and it is only available to buy. Oh, right. Hmm. Don't we, we'll, and talk I, we'll talk later. I, I mm-hmm. don't like, I don't generally like war films, and I don't generally like Tarantino, so I'm not buying that fucking film. It's no, not a war don't. film. It's, it's technically not a war film. It's more it's like a behind the scenes of a major <laughs> war film. All right. All right. Let me, let me, let me, okay. Just answer me one question. Okay. The only scene I've seen, and it's from the trailers, is a scene where uh, um, it's not Matt Damon. Who is it? In, Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt has a Nazi soldier on the ground, and he's he's holding a baseball bat. That scene is maybe five minutes long. Okay, that scene right there is why I didn't want to see the movie. Okay, I will never watch The Walking Dead. Oh, you have there's a baseball bat head thing going on, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, oh, but it's not that. by Brad Pitt. That's by Eli Roth, who actually. I don't care who that did it. Yeah, that doesn't make it any different. Um, the that, executions bother me. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and is the, that the, scene what it looks like? It is. Yeah, it's exactly what it looks like. It is. Yeah, but okay. it's very short. It's very short. I mean, the the well, premise the premise lends itself to being extremely violent and gross because the, the you know this group of men are sort of like the we're going to do the fucked up shit and scare the crap out of the nazis the point of them at all is to really do unspeakable things so that leads you on to lots of unspeakable things and yeah. that's you know that's why I, do, I generally don't watch horror films yeah although you know boz is is Boz and Gogsy are working on me and, you know, and I'm doing the, my, my segment on their show and, and, but there, there is a line beyond which I don't care how artistically valid something is. Something like that will get into my head and mess with me for months. Uh, and so whether or not the rest of the film is silly, happy, go lucky, whatever, uh, you know, there, there are certain things that just, that just, they, they I have an overdeveloped empathy gland <laughs> Fair enough. and I don't care how evil the person being, you know, abused is, you know, I like, uh, what, what was that movie? 
uh, where Jeffrey Rush played the Marquis de Sade. Quills. Oh, uh, Quills, which is Quills. really weird. <laughs> okay. Supposedly a really great movie. I didn't get past the fir- the opening three minutes of the film. Me either. Mm. I watched it. Mostly because Kate Winslet was in it. But <laughs> well, she, I'd have watched it for that reason. I, didn't, I clearly didn't pay enough attention to the cover of the box. It was like the very first movie where she got naked. Now I have to see. That's it not out. why I watched it. I watched it. <laughs> no one would think less of you. No one would think less of you. It's the only reason I'm going to watch it. There you go. <laughs> I watched it initially because she was in it and Jeffrey Rush was in it. Um, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I have executions are a big bugaboo with me, and I I, I kind of blame my mother. And I may have mentioned this before. Um, when I was, I don't even know how old I was. Uh, my mom never really sweated what's on TV when the kids are awake. And there's a movie called Papillon. If you're, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, stars Steve McQueen, maybe, as a, a prisoner who escapes from Devil's Island. Mm. Um, but early in the film, there is uh, an execution by guillotine. Mm-hmm. That scene i saw it as of you know five or six year old i'm 53 that still fucking haunts me today i actually know a movie yeah you know what movie haunts me (laughs) as it from a childhood time have you ever seen the animated version of watership down (laughs) Yes, that's no. <laughs> that. That is famous for having upset a great many British ch- children, <laughs> and quite a few American children. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I watched uh, that first time when I was ten, and I was like, "Oh, cartoon with bunnies!" No. Yeah, lots <laughs> lots of people have fallen for that one. I cannot hear the song "Bright Eyes." Um, yeah. Rick, I, do you know what, Rick? I was ready for some story then. Like, I was five and I wouldn't tidy my room. And my mum had this idea of if you don't tidy your room, I'm going to shoot your brother. And she, I didn't tidy my room. <laughs> and she played out this whole thing. My brother was in on it. <laughs> and ever since then, I was ready for that. But no, oh, you just saw something bad on TV. A little bit disappointing. Hello, Paisley Dog. I'm sorry. I, I wouldn't have put that past my brother to be in on something like that. <laughs> oh, jeez. My brother is a very room, twisted uh, individual. Yeah. You go tidy your room. Uh, I'm just going to have to shoot your brother. Go on. Oh, goodness. All right, that's it. That's, Time's up. Wow. And on, uh, to drag us back a little bit more, I, I have been browsing yes, what's on in the, the London's West End, and I so want to go see a musical now. There's no, loads hey. of them. There's like, there's like there are Al- some good ones out there. There's Aladdin. And no, no. Okay, well, th- there is, and an American in Paris, <laughs> and Annie is on, and get no, this, get this one, guys, <laughs> get this one, Bat Out of Hell, the musical. Oh my gosh, it's really? a fucking a, album. Bat attention. Out of Hell is Bat Out of Hell, the musical. Well, hell, if they can do, if they can do a whole musical based on ABBA tunes, they can do a whole musical based on Meatloaf, Meatloaf songs. Hey, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf are an awesome combination. That has got to be, that at least has the potential to be good. <laughs> Carousel is on Dream Girls. I feel like that was a film. So it's probably it one was, of the better ones. It was ones. a musical first. Fame the musical. Footloose the musical, 
Grease. Footloose, I could see as a musical. Uh, Grease. Grease is fun. Grease is a lot of fun. We did Grease when I was a senior in high school. I wasn't in yeah, it. So but- <laughs> <laughs> I actually auditioned for Grease. And they're like, dude, you are pudgy and with blonde hair. You're not getting in this <laughs> Well, no, it was a case of in, in my high school, all the kids who were in the, the, the senior choir would get all the main parts. That was just pretty much a given. So there was no way. <laughs> I didn't even try out. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> There's Paisley. Sorry. Sorry, he's here and he's making this noise. Will you go downstairs? Go and find your mama. Go on. <laughs> go find your mama. No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm... I'm going to have to step away from the microphone briefly. Bear with okay, me. that's fine. That was definitely a, but dad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first appearance of Paisley on a Simply Syndicated uh, show? No, he's been on once before on, on uh, Tech It or Leave It. Okay. On camera, in fact. Yeah, he came up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we briefly got a uh, guest visit from the, <laughs> the Paisley. I think that's the first time I've heard his voice. He's, he, I mean, he, you can hear him on Sundays. Like, he's on the first floor. Rich is on the third floor. You can still hear him barking. <laughs> That's how loud this dog is. <laughs> so, I have, uh, you're going to be joining us, joining us on the Starbase. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might as well announce this now while, while we're, while we're uh, in this pause here. I'm back. Uh, the first, the first. On episode of the Starbase of the new Starbase 66 has been recorded. Uh, I thought I posted it this morning, but apparently it did not go through. So I have to redo it. Um, and uh, Ms. Jen will be joining us as one of the hosts on the new Starbase. Yay. You've got Kennedy and, of and course, Karen Rich, back. Hmm? You've got Kennedy, yeah, and Karen. Kennedy and Karen. Both of them. We had so much fun recording last night. Oh, I bet uh, it was like old times. I'm sure, <laughs> and it it was like, and we 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 kind of talked. We we mentioned it a little bit. You know how when you like don't see a good friend for years and years and years, and then you all get together, and it's like no time has passed. Yeah, it was like that. We just fell into our rhythms because the show hasn't been all three of us since the second year. Has it been show. that long? Wow. Yeah, because Kennedy, once Kennedy got it, you know, the first year of the show, Kennedy was unemployed. Mm-hmm. And so he he was available whenever we recorded. And then he got his he got a job at the newspaper where he is now. And then he suddenly became very busy. And he never officially left the show. It was just he was never available. And so, you know, eventually we were like, all right, let's, you know, let's get a couple of couple other hosts in. Um, but it wasn't, it, it was like for a year and a half, it was just Karen and Kennedy and I, and then he just, we, we couldn't get him back on. And so last night was literally the, or I keep saying last night, it was two nights ago. Um, it was the first time the three of us had, it had been just the three of us doing the Starbase for the first time in like five years. And it was incredible. It was amazing. I had to, I had to stop myself from crying so many times. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. And I didn't want the, you know, the, the, the listeners go, oh, there goes the Admiral again, fucking waterworks. <laughs> um, but I, I literally choked up several times. It was so much fun. 
so I'm I, so glad. I feel like I feel like I'll need a nickname like everybody else. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, only only Karen and I have nicknames. Uh, well, I, no, I guess Unk. Unk. You got Unk. <laughs> but that's not from the show. He came in with that. I, well, I'm s- still. Give her a nickname, Rick. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll think. Okay. Anyway, it's getting late, and uh, we we yeah we, we gotta get the stuff that we've watched yeah okay. that we've watched yeah okay Jen go go for it I guess obviously I'm gonna go first uh, obviously I saw Logan I sadly I saw it the night that they were recording the Starbase so <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I, we got to go see it Thursday evening because they already had it out um, yeah it's as we mentioned earlier it is not for children yes it has kids in it. <laughs> As characters, but it is definitely not for children. I mean, you thought Deadpool was was violent. <laughs> do, do they finally let what Wolverine does have consequence? Yes. Okay, because that's the you know we we in all of the Avengers movies, Wolverine you know he whips out these these giant fucking claws and starts tearing people up, and there's not like not a drop of blood anywhere. Oh, God, there's blood all over the place. I mean, okay, there's good. this one. Okay, let me put it this way. The makeup effects were amazing. Uh, there's this one scene. This doesn't really spoil anything. There's this one scene where he's got his abdomen like completely ripped up. And everybody knows from the trailers, part of the premise is that he's slowly losing his, his healing factor because he's so old. I mean, at this point, he's about 150 years old. Okay. And there's a scene where he's got his abdomen completely ripped up and he's on a hospital bed um, and they show it. And I'm just like, (laughs) I was nauseous. Uh, He's pretty banged up in this film. Uh, Right out of the gate. There are uh, both him and Patrick Stewart do a crap load of F bombs in this thing. Um, I've heard Patrick Stewart cuss before in, in other things. But my gosh, he just goes off. I, mean, I guess they were decided, well, this is going to be ours, so we're just going to make this as filthy as possible as far as language. Which is funny, considering later on they're in the car with the girl, and Wolvie says, so fuck, blah, 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 you know, and <laughs> Patrick said, look, Charles goes, language! <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious. He's like, she didn't care! <laughs> You know, um, it's already been given away in the trailers, but uh, the girl is X twenty three, which is actually she is the second character in uh, in comic book lore to have first come out of a TV show and then made popular in print form. The first being Harley Quinn, the second being her. So there's your trivia for the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, she's amazing. She's uh, the character herself is ten. I think the uh, the girl is like twelve or thirteen. Um, she's good. She's really good. Of course, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman are in stellar form. Uh, it's basically yeah, it's Wolverine being Wolverine, and he's awesome. Um, much more I can't really say without giving stuff away, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but it, it's. It's, in my opinion, it's Wolverine done right. It's it, and 
they've said in in news stuff that this actually takes place in the new timeline that was created with the, re- the recent movies. I disagree. I do not think it is in the new timeline. I think it's in the original timeline because of a couple of lines that Charles says near the beginning of the film, which I'm not going to say because again, it would spoil. Um, uh, basically, it's a very gritty kind of post-apocalyptic film. They do actually explain what has happened to all the other mutants um, in the film which I can't say because, again, it would be a spoiler. <laughs> and uh, it's it's very gritty. It's it's The plot is, is well done. And it's definitely worth a watch. It's just you've got to be prepared for it to be a very violent film. Okay, I like that. I mean, I was in already, though, to be fair. And it is, uh, it's, they've already announced this is the last time Stuart will be playing Xavier. And this will be the last time that uh, Hugh Jackman will be playing Logan. Oh, and they also finally use his real name in, in the movie, which is James Howlett. That's from the comic books. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah, because at the beginning of the film, he's a, a limo driver. That's how they make money. And it has his limo plate. The, uh, his uh, license thingy on the front and it says James Howlett on it. I'm like, wow, he actually used his real name. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it takes place in 2026 is when it takes place. Yeah. So. Okay. Then. It's, it's essentially a near future scenario. Cool. I, I'm in. That's, that's, yeah, I'm just, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, if you yeah. can handle the violence, it's, it's worth it. And just to listen to Patrick Stewart cuss like a sailor is just, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's good in it. Uh, uh, by the time the movies take, this movie takes place, Xavier's about 90. So he's up there. And uh, Logan is about 150. Give or take. So, there wow. you go. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. Don't know when it's out on Blu-ray. <laughs> Probably <laughs> this summer. Yeah, I would imagine so. I should get on and buy yeah, this, you know, this, this, this month is going to be crazy because you got that, then you got Ghost in the Shell coming out at the end of this month. Isn't um, Kong opening soon, too? Kong opens next week. And then yeah. Beauty and the Beast opens a week after that. And then end of the month on the 31st is when the live action goes in the shell. So, yeah, my pocketbook is pretty much tied to the theater system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know when we're going to get to see Logan because uh, uh, I'm going out of town next week. Um, I, I may say give my wife, well, not give her permission, but tell her, go see it. Because <laughs> I don't know yeah, when I'm going to be able to. Just- Unfortunately, cannot take Sharon to see it. It's not. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> then one day she'll be on a podcast telling somebody about it. <laughs> traumatic children's experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn from my parents' mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beyond that, 
still watching, you know, the usual TV shows. Uh, there, there's a show that's been on recently. I've only caught bits and pieces of it because my husband watches it. It's called uh, it's the one about Oz, called the uh, the Emerald City. Um, my wife is watching that. <laughs> I have no desire. Uh, my husband's been watching it. It's speaking of dark. My gosh, yeah. this thing is dark. But it's got Vincent D'Offrio playing um, the wizard. So I, I was just commenting earlier while my husband was watching it. I said, so you go from a show where he has no hair and a big villain to a movie, to a show where he's got all the hair and a villain. Because he's literally got a big old beard and a long wig <laughs> on. I mean, you can barely write. Until he talks, you can't tell it's him. That's, D'Onofrio that's is awesome. But yeah, yeah, I, course, I, yeah. Everybody so, knows the best Wizard of Oz performance was James Franco. <laughs> All right, the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no problem with James Franco whatsoever at all. I was just that was just so cruel. I'm sorry. Well, that that movie was pretty much bad from writing on up, unfortunately. So, oh yeah, it sounded like a god awful idea. I've never seen it, and I have no intention of doing. I don't even. It wasn't what... terrible. It just was not good. See, I'm not going to watch Les Miserables, and you say that is actively <laughs> you actively say that's good. So if you, they're going, it's not awful. Well, you've no chance. Actually, let's be fair, you've more of a chance if it's awful. That's yeah. how I am. I'm broken like that. I'm broken, as you'll discover. Mm. Anyway, I'm done. You guys go okay. ahead. Okay, Rick. Uh, I haven't watching much uh i've been um why haven't i been watching much anyway uh i raved about the expanse last time so i don't need to talk about that again and um i still think it's awesome uh okay here here here's something uh, today uh i saw lego batman again for the second time okay uh, it, it, it wasn't intentional uh i tried to take my daughter to see rock dog because she wanted to see it, not because I did. Sorry, just to uh, clarify, I, is that a dog made of rock or a fan of the music? It's a, a rock and roll playing dog. Okay. That the movie theater website said would still be playing this weekend, but apparently it was wrong. Uh, and so when you promise to, to take a five-year-old to see a movie and you tell her that if she gets good grades all week at school, uh, then you'll go see this movie. And you're standing there looking at the ticket kiosk thing, and, and it's like it's not there. And she's looking all crestfallen. You're like, well, the only other thing here that, that you, you would want to see, honey, is Lego Batman. Do you want to see Lego Batman again? Remembering that after we saw it, after we watched it, she was like, did, I said, did you like it? No, I didn't like this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, do you want to see Lego Batman again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Cause you said you didn't. Yeah, I want to see it. Okay. So we watched it again. Remember when I watched it the first time and I said that I needed to see it a second time because the jokes were coming so fast and furious that I was sure I missed a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't. All right. It it's not bad, um, but it gives the illusion that there's a shitload you missed watching it the first time, and then you watch it a second time and you're like, like staring at the backgrounds and trying to catch the stuff you didn't see, 
and you realize, oh, I did catch all the jokes. Mm. It it just sort of gives this impression that there's so much there that you you had to have missed something. It's not bad. I'm not I'm not saying that it's a bad movie or that it misleads you at all, but uh, you know, aside from you know some of the things like at at the very beginning, uh, the airplane is is MacGuffin Airlines. <laughs> which was was brilliant and it was flight 1138 if you're of course, a George of Lucas course. fan yeah. you know and it was like oh i caught that the first time but i forgot about it and now i remembered it sort of thing um it, it's still a good movie it's still a lot of, it's still a lot of fun but if you think you missed a whole bunch of stuff the first time through you didn't it's it's all pretty much there up front um there may be some like hidden jokes in the background that I'm not in the know enough to have caught, but I was like really trying to pay attention to what was going on on the periphery and the side and the background and stuff like that. And there just, there just wasn't anything else. It's still a fun movie. It's still an unenjoyable uh, film. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but, um, you know, if you think you're going to go see it again and catch a whole nother level of it, you're not. Um, the other thing I've been watching, and and I only I only got one episode in. Uh, Archer season seven is now on Amazon, and uh, it's still Archer. <laughs> so, <laughs> and if you want to know what we think about this season's Supergirl, tune in to the new Starbase sixty six that will be appearing on the feed within an hour of us signing off. <laughs> oh, I will say it because I did watch the episode, of course, with Mick Stiplick. Mick, 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 Mick Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I know that actor who was playing him from something. It turned out he played... Did you ever watch... Because uh, I watched Once Upon a Time and I love it. They did a spinoff called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Uh, and he was on that playing the genie named Cyrus. I... I don't, I've never heard of it. So no, I didn't see it. But. Okay. It was, it was only like 10 episodes and it was just done for fun, but he played the genie, like hmm. the genie from a lab. Oh, that the genie. Plot okay. is, yeah. And except he wasn't blue. <laughs> or, or voiced by Robin Williams. Uh, but well, uh, obviously, yeah, obviously, but the, the plot of the once upon a time in Wonderland was basically, uh, the Aladdin story and the Wonderland story were intermixed. Uh, the Queen of Hearts actually w- knew and was working with Jafar. Uh, so they were going back and forth between the two realms, so to speak. Um, and in the process, Alice falls in love with the genie. <laughs> Uh, so then he gets trapped in Wonderland and she has to go back to Wonderland and basically get him and they all live happily ever after because that's how fairy tales work. So, wow. yeah. I want to watch that as much as Rich wants to watch Lehman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't that's want why to watch it was only it one all. season. Yeah. Yeah, well, one, yeah. the actual Once Upon a Time TV show is actually really <laughs> good. They just did this as a one-off thing and obviously it didn't do very well because it was only the 10 episodes. Mm. But he was good in it. He was actually really good. Um, so yeah, he was in that, and then he—I was laughing because I was like, okay, so at first he plays a genie who had ultimate power, and then he plays an imp from an alternate <laughs> dimension who has ultimate power. <laughs> he was good. I I liked him. 
but yeah, I'm not thrilled with this season of Supergirl. Oh, well, I actually think it's cool that they're bringing in actors from other super things like they just had Dean Kane on and they're going to have Terry Hatcher on eventually and have them in a scene together, believe it or not. Uh, and of course, yeah, but they're, they're totally <laughs> fucking over the show. Well, I don't like what they're doing with Dean Kane's character. No, but I don't, I don't give a shit about that. It's, it's uh, sorry. That sounded totally dismissive. I apologize. <laughs> it's what they're doing to Kara Zorel and what they're doing with fucking Monel. Well, true. Uh, that's they've they've they've. Th- this is a rabbit hole that could go on for a long time. Tune yeah, in I to know. the next Starbase sixty six episode. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, and they've had the Helen. Sh- oh, well, Flash is pretty good. Arrow is Flash is still bleh. Flash is still staying good. I I still wish I could quit it, but I can't. You can't quit the Flash. Uh, you can't. No, I can't. No, it's good. I, I, yeah. I get excited every week. And you know, the guy that plays Harrison Wells. Which in, version? In this, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And in, in this week's episode, there's two of them. I know. And they're, they're totally distinct. The guy's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, it's like, you never, you never sit there and go, are you being Wells from this earth or that? Cause it, it's, he makes such a distinction while playing the same guy. It's impressive as hell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've watched some stuff this week. Of course. Um, let me see <laughs> here. Let me see here. Um, a horror movie called Lavender. It was quite dull. And the Institute, <laughs> which has James Franco, was quite, quite dull. The Exorcism tapes, also quite dull. And a movie called Don't Hang Up, which wasn't quite dull. It was actually pretty good. And it was about this group of sort of, I, I, don't, I never figured out whether they're sort of young men, older teenagers, sort of early 20s kind of guys. And they make prank phone call videos on YouTube. And it's about the night they called the guy and it all goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that sort of thing, and it was it was good. It was I enjoyed it. Very very tense and very exciting, and mm. lots of fun moments like that. So that was that was something. Now let me just bring up Netflix. Oh, I, I watched so much stuff. We're, I'm rewatching Trailer Park Boys again. If you've not watched Trailer Park Boys, you've got to go and watch Trailer Park and watch it till you like it. That's. <laughs> I know that what I know what that sounds like. I I really do know. But seriously, go and watch it until you like it. You just have to push through the, the threshold there, and you you're away. Um, I haven't watched anything on there. What am I kidding? I I've forgotten everything I've I've watched. T- Trevor Noah's stand up video. And I watched that. Oh, last that's week. it. I was just trying to remember. I knew I'd watched a stand up, but I couldn't remember who it was. Yes, Trevor Noah was hilarious. I enjoyed it very much. I, I particularly enjoyed his, uh, uh, what is it, Nelson Mandela coaching a young Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. bit, oh, dear. Which I thought was very good. And his, his Nelson Mandela voice is fantastic. And, and he, he does great accents. Oh, he's very good at it, isn't he? 
Um, he does have another stand-up video from a few years ago before he did the the Daily Show. Uh, it might still be out there because it was on Netflix. That's where I saw it. Um, and that was also brilliant. And he does a lot of accents all the way through. Uh, talking about coming to America and meeting all the different ethnicities of people and doing their accents and all kinds of stuff like that. So I enjoyed that a lot. Mike Babiglia has another Netflix special out, which I enjoyed. Alison didn't. I don't know. Maybe she's a bit miserable. No, she's not. <laughs> it's, it's that, you know, it's either you either laugh or you don't, don't you? It's that simple. Um, I think that might be all worth mentioning. I'm going to remember something afterwards because I usually do. Oh, now I'm really... Now forget it. If I if I haven't remembered it, then it can't be that important. And it was probably rubbish anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, so the end of the Tom Hardy series, Taboo, that came to an end. That's oh, been... see, I, I'm wait. I was waiting till the end so I could just watch the whole thing at once. Yeah. Was it only? Was it only supposed to be one season? Uh, judging. Oh, no. Oh, there yeah. will be more of it. I believe. Oh, oh. So it's just the season's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's just that only I, I takes... keep forgetting to look for it. Yeah, it, it has an unusually high number of episodes for British series of eight episodes. That's you don't okay. get a lot of that. Um Oh, and what was the other thing? Uh oh the thing in the North Pole. Fortitude. Season season two. I binge watched Fortitude season two. Which season one was pretty good. Um, I believe it's coming to America shortly, if not already. Uh, and is worth a look. They'll make it look like it's got Christopher Eccleston in, but they're lying. He is in, <laughs> he is in the pilot. He is in the first episode. And then no more Christopher Eccleston. And they, you're like, oh, you dragged me in with Doctor Who, and then he's not here. You <laughs> but, That's what they do. But it's all right, because at some point, Stanley Tucci arrives, and he's brilliant. So, uh, see, yes, it's funny, actually, uh, on uh, Cinefix, the YouTube channel, they jokingly say, we need Tucci Palooza because they <laughs> love Stanley Tucci so much. Uh, so, yeah, they're like, more stu- Tucci Palooza. Yeah. That's a term now. Because have you ever f- seen the Midsummer Night's Dream movie where he played yes, Puck? Yes, I have it. I have it on DVD. It's, I love it. <laughs> when they announced he was playing Puck, I was like, no way. He and he was just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's worth a watch, Fortitude Season 1. Season 2, I don't know so much. Um, mm. it's I can't really explain anything without going into a whole thing. But suffice, oh, yeah, I feel I should just warn people because it has been quite a popular series. If you haven't seen it yet, there is a rather graphic penis removal scene at one point. Mm-hmm. And I, I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I bet <laughs> I was not prepared, and you sort of need that build-up as well. <laughs> and the worst thing is, it is a self-inflicted a, penis removal. And there's was, no build-up to something like that. There's. Uh, I, I think we have the title of this week's episode: the penis removal scene. Penis removal. <laughs> Do you know what? All that run, all that runs through your mind while you're watching it is, "Oh, I wouldn't have done it like that." <laughs> <laughs> You know, if if I got to that point, um, it's it's a weird thing with people taking psychedelic drugs and other things. The guy's not well, 
in in the context of one the would story. hope <laughs> now you know those things like the rocking pizza cutters you get like mm-hmm. it's a big okay do curve. i think we need to stop that's right there yeah, yeah, that's, that's, no that's okay that's you don't need to go any further i'm female and i'm uncomfortable yeah. okay <laughs> i think i've i've just come to the conclusion that that would be the best instrument to use if one had to do that that's that's what because just mm-hmm. one rock and you you're done in theory i mean obviously <laughs> it'd take me five or six rocks um, uh-huh yeah <laughs> But, um, you know i have to go cook dinner now right yeah. <laughs> at least we're not having hot dogs tonight <laughs> oh, dang, yeah. <laughs> anyway i'll leave it there with all the things i watched <laughs> thank you <laughs> but i have just noticed netflix have added war games so uh I know oh what, i love that movie i know what the next hour and a half of my life after this show will involve um so King's professor falcon Lots of David Warner at the end of the film. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> exactly. He'll suggest that the world might start over with the bees, and I'll be like, "Nope, we killed them, mate." And uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't yeah. that wasn't Doc. That wasn't David Warner. It was. That was. It was. Yeah. He was the guy who invented the the computer. Yeah. The guy that played Doctor Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm sure. Chancellor Gorkon. Well, yeah, I know, I know who David Warner is. Yeah. I thought that was the oh, Bob Cratchit. I thought it was the guy the, that was from in the Lady Hawk. Yeah, um, that was David Warner. Or, or you're talking about um, oh that guy. Uh, oh no, yeah. no. Let, 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 okay, now we gotta like settle this. <laughs> okay, four games. Okay, sorry I mentioned any of that, but there you go. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate all the support and help you give us oh, in the production of okay, our fun was, podcast. Up, oh, gone. It was John Wood. Sorry, it was a guy from. Thank Lake you. Rock. Thank you. <laughs> Every now and then, I get it right. <laughs> Continue on, Rich. So, yes, we thank you all for your your love and support over the years, and and we appreciate it. And for those of you who are just dying to give us even more of it, you can visit simplysyndicated dot com slash everything. And help us out with just a little six pound a month payment, giving you access to all that we have and all that we ever will have, because that's how these things go these days. Uh, we also that's have what everything means it is. Yeah. And we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash simply syndicated where you can help us out with just three dollars a month, which is a lot less than six pounds, but it still helps us out. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more movie news or whatever happens. So until then. Bye-bye.